Do you remember an Ellen DeGeneres movie, like Making Mr. Wrong, where she uh, makes a, a, a date, like makes a guy and, and he goes crazy or something? I think that was Pullman. Like, Pullman's done silly comedies. What did you call the, the movie? Ma- making Mr. Wrong? Making Mr. Yeah, or Making Mr. Right or Mr. Wrong or something like that. Wrong. It was some movie where, like, they created a human, like, she had a robot date or something like that. I don't remember. I'm checking it out because that sounds so familiar. You know what to do. Look under IMDb, Ellen DeGeneres, and look at the six movies she was in. It's probably one of the six. She was in Trainwrecked. Dude, Dory, Finding Dory, Finding Nemo. <laughs> right. Yeah, listen, spoiler alert, you know I always spoil the things, like Conklin's going to kill him in the end. I mean, I saw Finding Dory. Yeah, they find her. Spoiler. (laughs) Spoiler. There's Conklin. There's Conklin. So 80s looking. Oh, he's on to him. I got to go to my wife. I love her. Siri, your cigarettes. As the 80s go. <laughs> you could smoke inside. It was no big deal. If you didn't smoke, you were weird. Is this Los Angeles? Oh, no, this is Van Nuys, right? So are they still in the valley? I don't know. That's where the, the Van Ness was the location, or Van Nuys, as you say, was the location of uh, Biodome. I don't know about the rest of the film except right. Los Angeles. Wow, this this serial killer like shows up anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, could it be that he's not real? Rose. I don't think so. Oh yeah, he just real. Teleported into the back seat of Pullman's car. Well, items in the mirror may look uh, realer than they are. Yeah, I do because if he sh- if Pullman sees them on the side of the road. Like, he can't physically run to the side of the road and stick his thumb out and wait for Pullman to fly by. (laughs) What if someone pulls over and be like, I don't want your ride, I'm waiting for Pullman. You're waiting for Pullman? He was great in Terminator. He He was was great in Weird Science. He was great in, yeah, he he was great in Thunderbirds Argo. Conklin. Is that recent? Okay, now, as you know, we've been experimenting with some paranoia. So now he sees Paxton screwing his wife. Wow. At least he washed up. Nice watch. Nice swap. Yep, that's her arm. Oh, no. Martha Wayne, you're in trouble. He's got your pearls. Yeah. That man. Right, Martha Wayne. He had a pearl necklace during sex. Catwoman yeah. stole them. It was Joe Chill, wasn't it? Who killed, uh, who shot him? Now, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Conklin has struck again. Now his wife and Bill are dead. No way. Lucky Paxton got out of this movie. Oh, no, 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 so no, no. They were, not so easy. Because they were really fucking up. 
They were so Paxton and wife were fucking on the table. That is for real. But then, oh my god, yeah. he, he's Paxton. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, Bill yeah. Paxton fan uh, might be even more so now. Pullman's like, see, can't you tell them apart now? Can me and him apart? Look at that dick. Yeah. Wow, that's no, gorgeous. Right to the eyeball. Thought you were going to talk about his gouged out eyes. You went straight for the dick. There's the difference. <laughs> Listen, if someone looked like me, they kept mistaking it for me, and he's dead on my table. I'm like, first off, check out our discs. Can't be the same. Hey, what's going on with the noise? Sounds like your wife's fucking a guy on the table, and then you ice picked him. I, he didn't do it. Evening, evening, John. Evening, Jimmy. Working again? Noise, noise problem? I'm calling John Wick from the police. Oh, that's why I don't know it. Unless it's Act One, Scene Eight, when I quit. It was Scene Seven. Oh, it was right after uh, he beat up the uh, Russian detention. Uh, the Russians came to beat up, beat him up the first time, and he killed all the Russians, and then the cops showed up. Right, I saw that. The Jersey cops. Evening, Jim. Evening, John. Evening, Jimmy. You're not back at it, are you again, Wick? Look, I've got some things to sort out. Know, Conklin. Is ah! It's oh no! Is Conklin going to play with his brain? Is this going to go full circle? That will happen, but not right now. So weird how a brain surgeon has his brain picked on. Yeah. What a coincidence. They should make a movie. I love the clothes. Check out that suit. It's just a vest over uh, with a smock over it. It's not even a suit. No, it's like he's wearing a suit jacket, but he took the jacket part off and put on a smock. He's wearing a vest. Yeah, he's got a schmuck on, but underneath it's not, it's like two thirds of a jacket. Right. So, Rex thinks he's woken up for the first time ever in this place, and they're acting like it's every day. We go through this with you every single day. You have the same. Oh. I don't know what's real or not. I don't know if I should not care about this or not care about the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boring. Come on, Adam. Can't fuck with male nurses in movies, right? In the loony bin? I'm going through DT. You sit down here. <laughs> what was that? The Lost Weekend. They had like this male nurse that was like, yeah, all right, buddy. I saw There Lost you go, Weekend. bub. It has the greatest joke in the world. He tries to hawk his uh, typewriter for booze, the writer. And every time he goes to a New York City uh, uh, pawn shop, they're closed. And he goes to, like, Zelensky's and, like, all these. Uh-huh. And he goes to this uh, pawn shop, like O'Leary's, and O'Leary's locking the door. And he goes, I don't get it. Why are all the pawn shops closed? And the guy who's obviously Irish, he goes, it's Yom Kippur. He goes, yeah, but you're, you're not Jewish, you're Irish. And he goes, we made a deal. They close on St. Patrick's Day, we close on Yom Kippur. 
That's what's the joke? Why trade? That the Irish. Yeah. That the pawn shops have a deal that on Yom Kippur the Irish pawn shops close, and in return the Jewish pawn shops close on St. Patrick's Day, so they yeah, get a day but, off. But but on Yom Kippur the Jewish the Jewish pawn shops would be closed too. So. No, no, no. Oh, is it because no, of yeah. competing but, but, but business? Then, yes. Ah, okay. It's a truce between the Irish and the Jews. Why does he take it for what it's worth? <laughs> Uh-oh, word search on the walls. Now. He's the it, crazy one. Right, exactly right. Uh, he has become, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, I forgot his Hazley. name. Hazley. Yeah. Terrible Hazley. Uh, Halsey. He has become Jack Halsey oh, now. Right. He's the crazy one in the institution. And Conklin is his So was the beginning of the movie him and now he's gone nuts? Or is this him and that was his fantasy? You can't tell. Ooh, this is like Lost Weekend, right? The one with Cole Pullman, the, the David Lynch movie where he turns into Balthazar Getty halfway through the movie. I, I, are you talking yeah, about David Lynch? Because you said Lost Weekend. Yeah. Lost, well, Lost Highway. Well, no, no. Holic film. It's black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking. Oh, okay. I'm talking about a different movie now. Um, yeah, I'm moving on. And, well, it's the one where he goes on the trip, right? It's a David Lynch movie, and he's they go to a motel, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like some Robert Blake calls him, acts all freaky, and there's yeah. like a darkened corner in their house where he goes in and never comes out. But he's he, William he's in Defoe jail. in it. As like That's a, a lot of people, I remember Henry Rollins. Okay, I guess I'm not sure. Yeah, I might be mixing the two because well, he was in Wild at Heart. What's that? He he played a he was in Wild at Heart. He played a really oily guy. Okay, so. that's probably what I'm thinking of. It, but he might have, he might have been in this movie too. He had a lot of people. I mean, like Robert Blake kind of stood out in Pullman. But yeah, Pullman turns into a different person halfway during the movie. Yes, it's stupid. He goes to jail and, and then it's <laughs> it yeah. is. Let me ask. Let me just explain here that Rax is now in his office. Do you remember his office in the beginning of the film? Yeah. But he's not in his office. He's in his shrink's office. But he's so convinced. But he thinks it's his office. Right. Yeah. He, he thinks he's in the office. That's why he talks to the camera. Like the sitcom The Office. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I never seen the episode. Seen the gift. So he's like, you think this is your office? Right. Yeah. No, but well, he's got really good proof. What? You can look out the window. Okay, the curtains are dramatically closed. It's not what he expects. What the? Look, the etchings are on the wall. The reason I knew they were lithographs from the 1800s is because he is proving it's his office. And this is the scene in which I learned that because he tells you about everything. 
This gotcha. is my office. Now here's Bill Paxton. Huh. No, he was dead. Look at Paxton playing a different character. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, make my hair messier. Get my different hair. Yeah. And I'm wearing a vest, too. Yeah, he's not wearing, like, an 80s go-getter suit. Looks more nerd than uh, Christian yes. Bale in American Psycho. Well, he's playing an accountant. Oh, because knows numbers. Running away. Bill Paxton loved this story. Who else did that? Bill Paxton does this Paxton interview, did? right? He goes, we met for an hour. We talked about Descartes and the meditations and wondering what reality was. And I end up thinking, this man is such a depth of knowledge and it's perverse all the way down the line. So Bill Paxton likes him. And Griffin Miller, uh -huh. the player, said, who let Adam Simon on the lot? I don't know about that. That's so crazy. Why is she running pussy on the walls? Uh, we're just saying these are crazy people. He's trying to escape, yeah, and so he's he's with a bunch of crazy girls. Don't get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't we all? Oh, I, I, I came from the normal brothel. I must be in the wrong room. Well, there's nothing brothel going on here. No. They're not letting him go. Oh, no, that's the nurse, right? Taking him back to the closet? No, it's a cuckoo bird. Seven minutes in heaven. One second, two seconds. She's a nutbag. Crazy. Trapped in the closet. The closet. Oh, oh no. Go in. More room. Hey, well, it's office hours. So the guy who wrote this Hysterical. movie had degenerative aging disease. And he died at 38, looking over 100 years old, the internet tells me. Whoa, that's crazy. Poor guy. Well, I mean, the advantage, of course, is he never got carded at age eight. At, yeah, at least he wasn't, uh, what was that stupid movie with Brad Pitt? Oh, Benjamin Button. Yeah, at least he wasn't Benjamin. Well, he, he had, like, reverse degenerate aging. Reverse, that's right, degenerate aging. He had baby, I don't know what he had. The tagline to this he film like, is, you have you... nothing to lose except your mind. What the fuck's going on? Now, Why wasn't I invited to this party? He walked into, like, a torture chamber part of the, the asylum. Wow, look at the scratches on his face and yep. the sleeve. That's from the girls. So he thinks Conklin is sick. Right. Is he though? I can't figure it out. 
Cochrane looks really normal. Yes. Because he's the doctor. He's not a murderer. Look, there's nobody in there. It was all in Rex's mind. Is he Rex or is he Halsey? I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to take my, my parents out of this uh, facility. I don't trust this room. Yeah, right. I don't know why this room exists. You're being paranoid, Mr. Spiegelman. Listen, this is just my sex room. You've seen Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, it's a sex room. <laughs> Come on, get with the times. Okay, now they're zapping him. Oh, they're zapping him for real. Are they? He just woke up from oh, the dream. Oh, did they? Now, this is Bud Court's best acting in the whole movie, and he does it two times in a row. Is that is this the end of Bud Court? Or did he disappear thoroughly? Or... Well, no, no, we'll see him throughout. We we talked about him before, but I still think I loved him in Heat. He had an uncredited role as a like a parole officer. It was a fast food restaurant. He was like, if you don't do my job, I'll right. you to the PO. Right, he was an asshole in that film. Yeah. And then the ex-cons buddies came by the restaurant and they said, hey, we need a wheels man. He's like, fuck you, Court. I'm out of here. Court, you look like Danny Goldman. Slam. I'm not Danny Goldman. Now, he is uh, a friend of our show uh, because of gas in 1971. Right. Yeah, a long time ago this has been going on. We really did that a long time ago, yeah. He was in Theodore Rex. Yeah, I in the movie. like that one. I do like that one. And that's on YouTube. So everybody knows Harold and Maude and then MASH. But not everybody knows Son of Hitler, 1978. Okay, here comes Bud Court to act. Really? He does the same scene but different lines, and he's so perfect. Oh, so he keeps waking out of a dream, or is it? Yeah, and then Bud Court shows up. That creepy. You should know he's coming. Boom! Maybe he thought it was Munchie. Now, there's an important part here where they both go, I know I'm real, and they realize maybe they're the same person. Watch. Here it comes right now. <laughs> See Whoa, that? Jinx. Right. For a second, it's like, I'm the same person. Maybe. Right. You know, like multiple person. You know what I mean? Like. That's a kind of a neat twist. I, don't, I haven't really seen a movie where like, he'd smile. No, it's done you? well. I mean, we've seen multiple personalities, but... Yeah. Oh. So is it really the wife, or is it like a doctor, another doctor? Wait a minute. So he's no longer... 
like where he was in that bedroom. He's now in some other. It's just all over the place. He's just free expressing, and obviously it's in his mind. It's got to be. Well, maybe he had an out of body experience. Yeah, maybe. Why don't you ever think of that? Yeah, why maybe. didn't I ever think of that? One where he could physically. <laughs> <laughs> She's, just, she's cool in this movie. She doesn't do much. I mean, there's not much. For no, she do. doesn't do much, and I didn't even research her. Um, I have her name here. Uh, oh, there's Riley Taxon. Ellis? No, I guess I don't. Yeah, her name is Ellis. No, that's a guy. I don't know. All right, no worries. But we know Bill Paxton. Yeah, this guy must be weird. We know Bill in that turtleneck. God, who dresses these guys? What? <laughs> Reality. Now, one of the board Steven members Brooks. Bill Paxton's father. I'm trying to find him for you next time we see the board members. Oh, it's, okay. Oh, cool. William Paxton Sr.? Yeah, uh, no, his name is um, uh, John, John Paxton. And he was an actor and producer. He was in Spider-Man 3 and Spider-Man. But it was all about Bill... Pa I mean, he was 70 years old the first time he was in a movie. It's all about Bill Paxton. Right. But he was executive producer of A Simple Plan with Bill Paxton. Oh, that's a great movie. He ran a lumber company, like, in Texas, you know, when they were... I don't know. When Bill Paxton hit the big time, he said, forget that. Okay, now this is good. We're in Bud Court's brain. Really? Yeah. A big-ass swimming pool. Oh, there he is. <laughs> the sea court. We're in my brain. Yeah. We're in my brain now. This movie makes no sense. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. But he's been like going on like this weird trip this whole time. <clears throat> now that was actually kind of funny. He said uh, there were sea monsters. And he says, is it dangerous? And Bud Cart goes, not for me, because this is my brain. You can't get hurt in your own brain. And then he gets pulled under by the sea monsters. Yeah. And they put, like, a little red blood on there. That was a pretty nice touch. Made it to Southern California. Where? Like, if the water was his brain... Okay, Stop in doing that. Inexplicably, he's a bum on the... Or he's on the streets of Los Angeles for no reason. Yeah. Backy suit. So 80s of Oh, that's uh, you're sending mixed messages there. Yeah. Just threw water on my head. I had to throw water on you. The boss was licking. <laughs> okay, so somehow he's now freed from the hospital and craziness for a short time. And he begins to wander, and he ends up back at his office and in his back at his building and in his office. Nice. 
Look how he's all dry, and it's just la la la. I know. Look at my you nuts. You know what here. happens? There's always like a wet. There's always a wet stain on your crotch. <coughs> like, well, I just find that. I don't want too water on me. <laughs> That's good. Radio staff is there. Yeah, here, I told you already about this, but it says, in the late 80s, Julie Corman got summer interns to go through several hundred old scripts. The best one they discovered was this one written by Charles Beaumont for Roger Corman in the 60s. Director Adam Simon liked it and updated it for modern times. It was shot in 20 days. First, Adam Simon. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's quick. I don't think they. Did, I don't think they didn't waste a single day. Nope. We did not do one. That days. twenty days. That's three weeks. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Look, he opens the window and it's not uh, right. He's home. He's home. Yeah. That things are there. But there's brain jar, brain wall. No, that's the lab. He's not in the lab. But there's a problem. Look, oh. he's looking at he's looking at Halsey's equation that the Eunice Corporation were after. Now he starts to get like, what's wow. going on here? All the diplomas say Halsey. He's not in his office unless his name's Halsey. Oh, is he still in Halsey's brain? I don't know. Huh. Yeah, that's it, Halsey. This is weird. So what does it well, mean? Numerous. I guess it means like he is Halsey. Oh yeah, check out your certificates. That's real, you know, because yellow not forge But you see, right that. now in his mind he's Rex. He's not Halsey, so therefore He's not falling for it. Uh-oh, paranoia. People are coming to get him. Good. Good? Oh, no. They're taking the elevator. Danny Goldman? Yeah, Danny Goldman? The There's no Danny Goldman here. That is not. I know it's you, Danny. Danny. Goldman. Right? Imagine, like, Danny Goldman's in trouble with the law and Bud Cart's, like, at the shop, right? Yeah. I swear, you got the wrong man. Freeze, Goldman! No, I'm, I'm Bud Court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always says that. Get in the cab. Get in the cop car. Uh, okay, so now we just have the doctor from the beginning, but we he's calling him Halsey, and he gets pissed off about that. Right. I'm not Halsey. Do, 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 do. So, I don't know, like, this movie doesn't grab me, like, uh, you know, he's, I don't know, like, what's this movie trying to say? Like, we're just exploring a guy who's essentially crazy, and we keep getting these hints that he is three people. He's Halsley himself, and he's a murderer, Conklin. Uh, and he compartmentalizes those people to keep his sanity. But if he does, why is he insane? I, I don't know. Look, there's the original bum, right? That's my yeah, brain. That, yeah. Right, the brain snatcher. Right, the brain snatcher who got into a 
He got into a car accident with the brain snatcher. Right. Is he the bum too? Nah. I don't think he's the bum too. No. Hey, I want to tell you about Geico. <laughs> You're a Geico caveman? On the Geico's commercials, they go like, <laughs> I didn't know that Geico helped with, you know, rent insurance. They say they use the word helped. I didn't know that Geico helped yeah. with boat insurance. Sure, they'll help you. Yeah, they'll take your money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those commercials are too much. When when your boat didn't, uh, you sink, know what the worst? Your money went down the drain. Right. Yeah, I need like help. Bill Stiller, uh, Ben Stiller. Like, uh, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. Yeah, he right? does. It does, right? Is no, it no, it wasn't worth it. You saved me. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! It's Bill Paxton talking to Bill. It Paul. is. Yeah. This movie's That's a double really killing. Is. I'm a Terminator. Right. That is what he is. Let me guess. Ooh, Laundry good. day. Ho, ho, ho. You know the story about James Cameron. You know how some directors would always use the same actor? Uh-huh. And Bill Paxton has appeared in so many James Cameron movies. It's kind of like a good luck charm. Like Joe Dante would have Dick Miller in it. Uh, Hector Elizondo was in uh, Gary Shanley, uh, Gary Shanley, Gary Marshall. I can't pronounce Hector Alexander. But there's always like the same guy in all the Clint, Clint Howard's and Ron Howard movies. So Bill Paxton showed up in like a lot of James Cameron movies. Right. I mean, you can retire nicely being in them. <laughs> oh, and again, in, in Pixar, they keep using the guy uh, Cliff from Cheers to do voices. I don't know why. Well, maybe they like his right wing. Uh, politics. Who knows? Uh, Cliff from Cheers had a show where he would go to American factories. Want to know how good a honey is made? We'll go to their factories. Right. And I was like, hopefully this guy has so much FU money, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> now, Bill Paxton was in an 80s rock band called Martini Ranch, and they have a song at the end of this movie, and James Cameron directed the music video. Oh, wait, the music video for Brain Dead. I don't Bill think Paxton's band, Dead, and it was the... a song called Reach, uh, featuring other, you know, people who worked with John uh, Cam Cameron, James Cameron. Now, here... He's getting the brain operation on himself. And Conklin I don't, I don't is the brain surger, surgeon. Ah. But they're all the same person. I guess. Look at Kennedy. I love how like Kennedy doesn't give a shit. There's a guy in the next room getting his brain picked on. And he does right, that's his character though. Uh, can you hear me? He was in Aliens, as you know, James Cameron. And yeah, he had that famous line. Which Game was... Game over, man. Game over. Oh, right, right, right. 
and he said it all wimpy like yeah. we're in trouble. Game over, man. He was in True Lies, another James Cameron. Yeah, he was pretty oily in that one. He played like kind of, he kind of, you know, like in uh, uh, Showgirls, she gets a ride with a, she hits his ride, and this guy's a creep to her. Right. And then, like, two hours when the movie's over, she hits his ride, and it's the same guy. He's like, get out, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think Paxton had a similar role in True, True Lies. Like, he, he well, gave him, he drove by in the beginning. He pretended that he was a spy to right. a lady, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who happened to coincidentally be Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. So he was a car salesman right. and a sleazy one. Right, I remember the car salesman part. He was in Titanic, was he? Well, Pullman was in Titanic. Yeah, he was in Titanic as the uh, leader of the, is the word expedition? I don't know. They were going to raise it. Right, okay, so it was back. See, I get those two guys mixed up. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this movie. I don't really want to watch this scene, but. Yeah. How's my driving? Okay, now. You see... Whoa, where's he now? Well, he's driving. Remember the accident we saw? He's going to essentially yeah, sure. hit himself. Rain. Oh, so he's that person too. This is trippy. Whoa! It was him all along. I knew it. Right. And he gets hit. So he saw it from two perspectives. But unlike trip. the rest of the time... He was the same person. He was the same person hitting. Usually he's one of his characters interacting with another one. Right. Look at him, Humpty Dumpty like. Now, who are these characters? They're out of the blue, and we're at the end of the film. And he's chatting during surgery. It's just tacky. That's right. Is that normal? Well, you know... Well, they do... You know, when they do brain surgery, you hear stories about how, like, someone played a violin while getting surgery on the brain yes. to keep them active. You know what I mean? Like, So there's always like uh, weird stories like that. Like, I'd be like, can you give me a Game Boy? And I'd play Game Boy during surgery. <laughs> That's your anesthesia anyway. Yeah. Keep Nicholas Pryor was uh, in a film we saw too. Uh, I forget which one. His character's name was Bidwell. But huh. Okay, so this is not a good film, and now it won't end well. Uh, he'll just die. Well, he's going to get a lobotomy, right? <laughs> Can give him a lobotomy? They're going to be chatting away. Right. They're wrapping up the... I'm your hard-boiled egg this morning. Yeah, right. Is there, like, seven minutes of credits, or is this going to be, like, the end... Please be please be kind and rewind this video. Right, be kind, rewind. Dude, that's oh, the surgery. Eyes on that operating table that we just saw. It doesn't mean we're exactly at the end. All right. That looks like his wife. That's kind of the ending I like. Well, I wouldn't be surprised, I, right? Once again. Cool. I'm here for the open mic. <laughs> Paulie's over there. The same halls as him. Halsey. 
I just wow, that's nice. You got a little stall in the corner. What's that? They have like three urinals, and then in the corner they have a little private sitter. Yeah. That's what I I I, I yeah I talked over you. Okay, yeah. so we saw that footage that was gruesome, and here I have it written. It, it is real. A guy named Walter Freeman. It's an infamous ice pick lobotomy. Um. And the practice damaged the reputation of psychosurgery. Like it was a really screwed up thing he did. So um, basically, w when when he's putting a prod in and hitting him, it's uh, the same thing as like what was yeah. happening in the real world. You just bonk the brain. It's a bad idea. Right, a bad idea. So. It's also a bad idea after getting brain surgery to leave your ho hotel, be able to leave your hospital room and use the bathroom for doctors. Yeah, the public bathroom. Uh, me wear a wig. Me look good. Yeah. Now, clearly, his head was enlarged so that we could get a fake brain. I mean, his head is not a cone head. Oh, I know. I know. Like the last seven minutes, he's been wearing this weird thing on top of his head. This is gross. And oh, the, don't do it. Don't do it. It's a prop. It's a prop. It's not really his skull. Wasn't it? That wasn't in the trailer, though. There's butterflies. He's free. Yeah. Life is but a butterfly. What a bad. Yeah, twice been jerking off the whole time. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, no. It's this theater in the operating room. Listen, we love Corman, but this film... He's brain dead. Now he's dead dead. Yeah, he's dead dead is what he is. Oh, but the worst okay. I've ever if seen. he's really dead, then right now we're not in his fantasy world, right? We're in the real world. That's... So he really had the wife and he really had the friend Bill Pullman. I mean, Bill Paxton. Right. Yeah, so if that's it. true, that means that, that Eunice Corporation was real. But are they dating? Like Paxton and the wife? N never. No. But like that's where it's going to go if the film continued. Look, what a horrible job. You have to like clean up around the dead body. See the butterfly? Yeah, gross. In the real world. How do they world? do that? And, like, speaking of the real world, wait, wait. we're done with this movie. No, oh, no, no. what else? Here's Am I dreaming? Ending. Whoa! It was a brain in a jar all along. Among other brains, other individuals. Whoa! No, he wasn't a brain it in a jar story. all along. No, he, he, he when no, he died, right. he got put on a shelf. And it says Rex Martin. So therefore, I think right, it's really... in the real world, he was Rex Martin. I think he was a brain in the jar all along. Okay. And he was made so bored, he made up this story. Uh, yeah. What a bad movie. Thank you, Mike. Terrible piece of crap movie. Carl, <laughs> Carl this is the point of the show where I ask you, yeah. what did you think of the movie, Carl? Yeah, I think it was a uh, dog, man. I agree. It was gross. I liked, it I was gross and it was completely incoherent. Yeah. Hey.
Yeah, it was incoherent, though. It was There was something, like, kind of off about this movie. If you're going to see this movie, well, don't go see Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. Wait, don't do what, Carl? If you're going to see this movie, like, reconsider, don't watch it. Instead, watch Jacob's Ladder. It's the same movie, so much better. Yeah, I never seen Jacob's Ladder, but I know I know the ending of that movie. Yeah, it's worth it. it I mean, right. if you die and you haven't seen Jacob's Ladder, that's okay. You're still going to make it into heaven. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have the time, you should see it. It's it's not such a... Eh. <laughs> yeah. But it's good to have... All right, well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. If you can't afford to uh, virtually rent Jacob's Ladder, then you're you were in luck. We got to see the free screening of Brain Dead. Virtually rented. Nineteen ninety. The virtual part is me paying. Oh right, I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, Jacob's Ladder it's available on one two three movies dot one two three. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, hey, Carl. The virus. Uh, let's uh. I'm really excited to uh, discuss next week's movie. Yeah, that makes one of We made it to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a movie by uh, from director Adam Simon, and it's his, uh, <laughs> it's a follow-up to his Brain Dead movie, and it's called Carnosaur. <laughs> Roger Corman, I assume. Roger Corman. 1993. Carnosaur. I see Roger Corman's official YouTube page has the trailer. Oh, we got to go with that, right? All right. So, I, uh, Carnosaur, right. 1993 official trailer, and Roger Corman's official page is our channel, and slide it back to 000. Okay, perfect. So you going to do the countdown for us? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm going to play the audio. And you play the audio. Yeah, thanks for this. Thanks for this. The same producer, the same director. Is it going to be the same piece of crap? Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. I think the same dinosaur shows up in this movie, too. The dinosaur from Brain Dead. The, the carnosaur. Look at that Simon direction. No wonder Olman was uh, jealous. Look, baby carnosaur. Some kind of lizard. Rawr. I'm an angry hand puppet. I am mad. So far, this movie looks great. Did you see that? Very Jeep? 90s, too. Did you see the Jeep? Clearly, yeah. the Jurassic Park ripped this off. I'm telling you, Jurassic Park ripped this total movie off. Yeah. Oh. This plays the car, I am mad. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're out of Simon. This time he, it's a lot different from Brain Dead because it's a dinosaur. I mean, Carnosaur. Whoa! It's no walk in the Jurassic Park. And wink, wink. It make a great theme park. It make a great theme park. Holy cow! Yeah. That's well, so Jurassic Park. As you know. As you know, Carnosaur came out the same weekend as Jurassic Park in '93, uh, uh, and I saw it in the theater. And it was, and we did it all ironic, uh, like. <laughs> so it is not all right. Uh, uh, you know, Jurassic Park did not rip off. 
Carnosaur. It's the other way around. Yeah, it was a classic Corman movie. He heard of the sensation that was going to happen, and he made his own version and released it at the same time. But it wasn't like it, 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 I saw it. I saw the Boston premiere back in '93. Uh huh. And it was over at the Brookline Theater. So the Brookline Theater is an art house movie. You know, it's a double okay. screen art house movie. So it wasn't like it premiered at Lowe's. You know, next. But it was out there that weekend. It was there for the publicity. Gotcha. So that's the movie, and the, the great Diane Ladd is in this movie. I don't know how many times I have to stress what a waste of her talents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. So, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is our movie next week. We're going on an Adam Simon tear. We're going to we watch a full film retrospective of both his directed films, uh, and the second one is going to be next. As I said, we do air uh, here on Mini Radio, and, and listen, all our all... <laughs> yeah. And listen, the only sponsor we have is Mini Radio. Want to help us out? Yeah. Go to Venmo, donate money to the station. Their handle is at Mini Radio, and uh, you can check GoFundMe. I I believe now the the drive is done, but we're trying to keep the lights on past October. So yeah, send what you can and. You know, if it closes, we'll be around somewhere else. But uh, and meanwhile, we love Mutiny Radio. No, I'm kidding. Right. We don't want Mutiny Radio closed. Yeah. No, uh, no, and, no, uh, no, so, no. As a matter of no. fact, listen, if you're feeling no, lazy, no, just no. go to MutinyRadio.fm and hit the donate button. You'll be paying them. Hit the donate button. MutinyRadio.fm. All right. Our singing call song. Carl, oh, what a pleasure. It was great hanging out with you. This was a good one, even though the movie was a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, and I thank you so much for researching it and watching it more than once, uh, just so we could have this experience. And, of course, audience, thank you. The show's called Let Us Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube, and we couldn't do it without us being involved, you and us. And this is a good, bad movie to, to sit through with other people. There's <laughs> no way I would have made it. You're a better man than I am, Carl. I don't yeah. think I would have made it without this. This is a bad, bad uh, Or by myself. <laughs> you guys like Carl? Check out CarlSucks.com, uh, and I'm somewhere on the internet. I don't even I don't even know what's going on this week. Uh, but thank you guys so much. All right, thanks, Mike. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, Carl. Bye. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird comedy. By Michael. Hi, this is Carl. I, I'm Mike's friend. I, I wrote this song. My turn ons are French poodles, Chinese noodles, and, and German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the Now let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Michael.
W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Okay, all right, pass. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one, though. Oh, God, okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. 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 Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say Mutiny. Mutiny? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, W A F L Y O fuck L W I'm trying to sing the theme song, Carl. L W A F L M O Y T. That's us. L W F L that stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. But if you want to subscribe to our podcast, please use our acronym 
and you can search for it, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, uh, with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Uh, um, sorry, I had banana in my mouth, just like you when you talk. Oh, my God. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's not so tough. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I have a banana in my mouth. We have Paul Brumbaugh from the Edge of Insanity podcast on. Hi, Paul. Hi, I'm sorry. I had to laugh really hard. It did kind of sound you. You had mush mouth, dude. I always remember <laughs> that I break it down into. I break it into threes. It's L W. Oh, see, I blew it now. L W A F L M O Y T. Perfect. So let's, that's how I do it. Let's break that down. So you break it down to let's watch a full <laughs> yeah. length movie yeah. on YouTube. Thank you, man. Me too. Yes, sir. Uh, we were going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and we uh, stream first on mutinyradio.fm on Sundays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and that we follow The Edge of Insanity. So uh, do us a favor. Listen to Paul's show before us. It's just two hours of your time before the show, uh, and that is at noon, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, we are sponsored by Mutiny Radio. All we ask is that you donate some Venmo money to at Mutiny Radio and make sure it's the right one. And uh, we'll do it or not do anything at all. So, but we do want you to watch this movie with us and listen to our podcast at the same time because we do drop in the podcast. Uh, and all you have to do is go to YouTube and search for this week's movie. Carl, what is this week's movie? Pauly Shore is dead, 2003. Pauly Shore is dead. That's the word Paul with the Y stuck to its ass. Pauly Shore is dead. Shore like the Jersey Shore. And we like sure. Joe the Autophile Monty is our channel. Joe the Autophile Monty. Ooh. And I'm wow, going to go ahead and subscribe to it. He named the movie, not us. Uh, he, he was the one who was okay no, with yes, it. Yes, that's the movie. Well, all right, so do us a favor. Go type in Pauly Shore is Dead. It's only a movie. It's only a movie, remember. And it's 2003? Yes. We had, so 9-11 was still fresh in our minds when this movie came out. Well, fresh in your oh. mind. It was. I was cried twice in the streets in two, within two years. One for uh, and, uh But then I kind of, I saw the bus poster for Pauly Shore is Dead, and I, I started to cry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get back to the show. Paul Shore says the title, Show the Autophile Monty, who I just subscribed to, is is the channel. Go click it, the link, hit pause, oh, immediately slide it to the left that registered our show, trademark. And I'm very excited, we're going to do a countdown, and when you're here to go, you're going to go, and the countdown king is here. None other than Mr. Sunday Afternoon, Carl's Mad Crush, the maestro of descending yes. numerals, Mr. 321, let's get ready to rumba. The world doesn't move to the beat of just one brum. Brum, 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 Under brum, thrusting down on me. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished gentlemen, guests, give it for Paul Brumba. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. Wow. That round of applause after that, man. Wash your hands. Please do that favor. Oh, look at Joe's an audiophile. I thought he was more than just an audiophile. All right. Here we go. You guys got to do this in true 
uh, uh, Pauly Shore is dead action. Um, let's do this thing. Make that thing hover, that finger that is, right over that triangle. And let's do it in three, two, one, flow. Back in the early 90s, there was a comic actor named Pauly Shore who was very popular. No one has seen him lately. This is what happened to him. Well, sort of. <laughs> Critics? Pauly, you don't know what you're talking about. You're great. People love you. You have a following. You... Biodome was a great movie. Did you see Jury Duty? No. Neither did anyone else. Did you see Hot Shots? I love Jury Duty. You did? Jury Duty is his best movie. Really? Yeah, twice in the show. Well, I, I, I definitely like the one when he, he was on the farm better. Son-in-law? No, yeah, down on the farm? or. Okay, yeah, so let's, let's break it down. Movie-wise, he was in uh, Encino, Encino Man. Man? I think he was in... Yeah, he was yeah. like... He hung out with the caveman. He was... Uh, there was a George Burns one where the age changing, people switching type of thingy, and he was like the best friend of the kids. The originals, like he was a high schooler with them. But then his real movies, after he hit big on MTV yeah. 25 odd years ago, uh, were Encino Man, uh, the, the Son-in-Law, uh, In the Army, uh, Jury Duty, which I love, and uh, there's, what, other, what other ones am I missing? He was just kind of a movie. There's another really, there's another really shitty one. It's Biodome. So bad. Uh, well, Biodome, Biodome which we've pretty, done on this show. See, Biodome's pretty good too, even though it's bad. That's the one with Baldwin, right? Yeah. So, yeah. The worst one even. he's ever done was, I think, straight to Netflix kind of thing, and it was, uh, it was the um. Oh God, he's supposedly a father. He's like a single dad huh. where he takes on raising some kid, and it's kind of like it's. I think it's done in the flavor of what's the one with Sandler, little the one with the yeah, little. Yeah, I remember that one. Right. Well, I do know it's that kind he, of done uh, in that flavor he where he, but the kid's even smaller. It's just that it's mischievous and it's Pauly Shore, and he's and he's has to watch a baby. That's the funny part. Hey, guys, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Paulie Shore said. Yeah, whatever. Look at that. Is he holding cotton candy? What did he have? (laughs) Now, that's Paris Hilton, of course, and her sister, Nikki. Of course it is. Oh. Yeah, well, if there was no Paulie, there would be no uh, Paris, right? I mean, they they both became popular... There's a Hil- there's a Hilton inside a Holiday Inn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All his celebrity buddies are in the first five minutes of this movie, and then we have the rest of the movie, and then the end. Oh no! There's Mitzi Short. Was that Mitzi? I don't know, but there's a big old boner. I guess that's what they're pointing at. Yeah. And by the way, no, his friends will be throughout. Does Jeremy Piven show up in this movie? No. No, but his brother plays like his friend or something. He doesn't even play his brother. He dies like the great. Sam Kittison, 
Richard Pryor, Albert Einstein, all the great comics. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe they actually said all those names in the same sentence. That was wrong. <laughs> this little boy will grow up to die. So now we're seeing you the history I, I, of... I know, uh, it's, I know what's happening right now. Yeah. Sam Kennison is in his grave going, ow, ow, ow! I did notice that the, the well, you know, he died in a car crash, Sam Kinison. So, uh, I, I had a joke. I had a joke where I never use it. Old Mike would do this joke, but that I would hate to be in the car. Lots of Kinison. Look at this. Lots of Kinison. Well, he worked. Why would you hate to be Sam in the car? Because he'd be yelling like ah. <laughs> like when the car crash happened, he'd go oh oh. That's right. That's terrible, Mike. I love it. Yeah, I would never do that joke. So I actually, I mean, I wrote that joke when I was 19, Carl. That's the old Mike. Oh, look. What we're learning yeah, is history. I, I, actually, I actually want to watch this movie when I can turn up the volume. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, all right. Very seriously. No, oh, no, no. He's talking no, about no, his no. life. That's funny. We're we don't care about his life. We're of his mother. Life. Oh, there's his parents. That was his real parents. Okay. Yeah, so it's Mitzi Shore and uh, what was his father? His Sam. Uh, no, Stanley. Stanley Shore. Yeah, and he was famous, right? He was really famous. Yeah. For a minute. Chilling with the weed. He opened for Which, by the way, he, or something. That's exactly right. He yeah, his father did. For a yeah. Minute, and he did open for Sinatra. Was it yeah, Sammy? Yeah, he like, toured with him for years. Yeah, it was Sammy. Yeah, so and then they uh, opened a comedy club with his wife, Missy Shore. Missy Shore ran, and that's where Sam Kinison was the door at the, at the comedy store, yeah. which is why Polly grew up with him. Right. In the Army now. Yeah, in the Army now. I noticed that, that, that was funny. The opening title on, on screen says, Polly Shore is dead, and then in parentheses, you'll never weave in this town again, which is a Hollywood reference to you'll never eat lunch in this town again. Right. Uh, uh, a memoir from an executive. So it's kind of softening the blow. It's like the movie The Pope Must Die. They had to change the title to The Pope Must Die It. <laughs> so they probably softened the, the title just so people can watch it. Anyway, back to the death of Polly Shore. All right, so what we're seeing now is the birth of the downfall. He gets a Fox sitcom and it's horrible, horrible movie. I, I mean, a uh, sitcom and everybody pans it. And this is the beginning of his end. Poor Weeze. Oh yeah, there's Ben Stiller. You know, celebrities watch TV just like us. If only there was a TV show during quarantine where I get to watch celebrities watch TV. <laughs> Um, ben Stiller is, uh, the joke is, like, he's always saying, like, I guess if my parents were famous, I'd be on top, too. And, you know, his parents were. Right, his parents, yeah. And now Bill Maher. Well, at least wow. they got some good cameos in this. They've got some really good cameos in this. Absolutely. And the thing is, these guys love the show. Like, everyone was panning the show. It's sort of like a joke on them. Right. It looks pretty good. I forget people watch TV. Like you sit around the couch and you watch TV. Well, it's his premiere. 
followed by a new Drexel class. Is that Tony Hale? No. Oh, I think that show's pretty good. I would order a whole season and watch it. In, 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 in. Well, the the um the and Fox ordered only six of them, and only three of them aired. Uh, they replaced him with When Animals Attack. <laughs> Which is really yeah. just big volume. Well, they, the animals recorded the saying, it was not our, our idea. <laughs> we wish the best of Mr. Better Stewart. known as one Fox exec attack. The beginning of when animals attack, it, it does not say no animals were harmed in the making of this. <laughs> the American Humane Society was nowhere near the production of when animals attack. We guarantee. That guy was a funny comic too. The guy smoking the cigar, Rick Duquesne, or yeah, this is basically it? talking behind Polly's back. Now I'm at nine twelve, nine thirteen, nine fourteen. What about you guys? Let me look. I'm really at nine quick. Eight. Um, I'm a couple seconds I'm behind. I'm at nine twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, me, same here. Same here, Carl. Okay, so I want you guys to tell me when I want Mike to tell me when he gets to nine minutes and thirty. Okay, sounds good. Is that Paul Tom Sizemore? Yes. Three, there. two, one, go. Thank you. Poor Tom Sizemore. So I wonder in two thousand three, what what state was he on? Yeah. Oh, he was in a, he was on he was on E News all the time. And then it gets to be in a movie with E in it. So basically, this is like behind Paul. Like everyone saw the show and it sucks. But you're in front of the guy, right? So you're not going to be like, your show right. sucked. So it's like talking behind his back and then Two-Face talking to his face. Well, he knew it was Two-Face because they went up to him and said, hey, nice set, Polly. Good set. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, they're on landlines talking about what they watched on TV. This right. Is so did you watch TV, Bill? No, yes, friend. I did, Ted. Now, I got to say that Paulie Shore is a very good sport. Uh, he is so teasing himself throughout this whole movie. He's like, I suck, I suck, I suck, I suck. Now, he doesn't say that, but he wrote the script, he directed it, you know, he produced it. Right. This was all done with his own he's money. He's saying it every other way. Yeah, he's saying it in every other way. Right. So, but isn't, isn't no, this a cop-out? No, it's not a cop-out. It's a smack in your own face. It, I mean, seriously, everyone... Throughout this whole film, this whole film's the the thing is Pauly Shore sucks. That's the whole joke. And you wrote it yourself. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but sometimes you could say like you you kind of fill this space where the laughter should be by say by doing a fake laugh or you know <laughs> or you know I you know you can undercut yourself to kind of keep the grace going. So, but I do see that this film is kind of genuine. Uh, that the humor lies on him, kind of cutting his own his own self for our, our entertainment. 
Right. But he also maintained a reality show presence. You know, he had a show called Minding the Store, which was him helping his mom with the comedy store. And right. you know, Mickey Shore passed away. I'm not sure if, if I believe the show was filmed during that time. Well, it was 2005 but, uh, on TBS. So it's two years from after this movie. Do you, are you okay with that, that he made a really kind of funny, self-effacing movie like this and then just kind of parlayed it into a reality show, which was straight-faced? Uh, I guess from the way you're saying it, I should be offended by that. Uh, this guy is just trying to make a living. This movie was not nationwide. This movie only made $11,000, and he, I don't know how much he sunk into it, but it was his own personal money. It had a limited release uh, just in California, um, I think, you know, he had a chance to get a payday, so he did a reality show. I mean, wh- but what are you, what right. is it you're thinking? Like, you think this movie's well, I mean, like I think cheap the... and bad? Like, the, the no, concept? No, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you that it's the humor and lies about how nakedly uh, uh, honest he can make it on himself by, you know, undercut, you know, by eating all this shit on, on stage. Yeah. And, uh, so the man, the guy yeah. goes out to say to his staff, "Paulie Shore fired us," and they're all happy about it. And Paulie wrote that, you know, and directed it. Right. I don't know. I look. I am yeah, not a Paulie Shore this. fan, except for this movie. This movie is great. Wow. I mean, Good to hear. In that he, you know, totally just. It's the ultimate put down this movie, and he, he's putting him down himself, you know, like, I don't know. Okay, it's one man's opinion here. He's, uh, it won the Audience Choice Award at the Slam Dunk Film Festival. <laughs> it should be a great Slam Dunk Film Festival, because there's a lot of slamming and dunking. It, it was released the way, in yeah, Sacramento, like California, and almost nowhere else. Uh, no wonder it only made $11,000. I think it should have gone nation- nationwide. My sa- I mean, maybe no one wanted to pick it up, but I'm saying that I think this movie could have hit. There's his girlfriend. You know, I, uh, wow, look at that. Yeah, you see the ring? Yeah, look at that ring on her finger. Yeah. So now I his show has been canceled. He's basically having, you know, he went groveling to MTV. They kick him out. His girlfriend's with this really loser dude. Hold on, Lou. <laughs> See that? What's up, buddy? Yeah. And Pauly Shore had to make a face like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think that's like parlaying your 15 minutes of fame by just like now mocking the catchphrase that, that made you? This is right by my mom's house. Oh, Where's in Los like, Angeles? Kind of close. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Is that Fred Durst? Uh, uh, Look, he had... Trap uh, and goatee. Let's see. He didn't have 15 minutes of fame. He had 13 years. No, 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 no. All right. I ate my hat. No, no. I'm eating my hat. Wait, wait. wait. 96. 
96 is pretty much when it died. Uh, this Fox show, when was that Fox show? Because that killed it. Yeah, 1997, Shore landed his own TV show on Fox. Lasted five episodes, but it was canceled. Two episodes remain unaired. And it essentially ended his comedic career. So that's 11... Wait, that is seven, eight years. Eight years of fame he had. Look, there's Limp Biscuit. Fred, I knew it was Limp Biscuit. The he does that throughout the yeah. thing. He gets people like you know people don't like Limp Biscuit today and think Fred's a jerk. That's why he's in this movie. Oh, even Fred hates him. That's pretty low. Now this. You will, I mean, yeah. This is Paulie's biggest yeah. fan. And he's freaking out that his show is not on TV, that it's Animals Attack. He's from Kentucky. Yeah, so is he, he's pissing on his audience now? Yes, he is, yes. Selling Law is my favorite movie. Don't give me this. Wow, Tim Conway. This is my darkest hour of television viewing. This is worse than when they replaced They're ripping off Fishburger, Carl. Yeah, right. It's it's the right house setting. Yeah, right, the basement. Well, I mean, Forest Street, the whole thing was a dump. <laughs> oh, right. It was like our little... I, you know, yeah, well, I mean, I think his movies, I was like, Paulie Shore was a phenomenon in the respect that he did something to, oh, look out for Vern, 2003. So this was after... Uh, by Shagney. And no, the gold, yeah, second one. And what is the one we saw? The the postal. Postal. That's right. He had a big part in that. He was international oh, superstar. Just... Right, he was the voiceover guy or something, and he came to Germantown. Yeah. I enjoyed I that movie. About. I really enjoyed that movie. Oh, right. oh, Postal. Yeah, we well, well, I found a couple more of his films on YouTube, so uh, be prepared. You're the Future, man. Uh, episodes. I eat with have you that, uh, <laughs> uh, Quarantine life. So now what we're getting is, right. are there any parts in his movies for me? Like, we get that throughout the, the screenplay. He's going to his celeb friend's and he asks if there's any parts for them. They don't answer. And he asks it louder. Is there any parts for me? Clint so now Howard. we have the stereotypical scene. It's like, you have no money. Well, but isn't that Clint Howard, the celebrity? Yep. From Star Trek? Our yes. Star Trek connection? Yes. You're right, You're right on the money. I say money. that. On well, the because board. he played, he was a kid. He was a yes. kid. His dad was a, it was a family dynasty. So the father was hard driven. And he found an Earth actor, and he brought his down-to-Earth children and made them act. And he acted as a child in Star Trek. Yes. And then guys like you go up, Mr. Cliff Howard, you were great as a child in Star Trek? <laughs> He's like, I was a child in Star Trek. I guess you were a child in Star Trek. You were a very intellectual child. Your character was very smart. Right. And Cliff say, oh, did you say your character? Oh, thank fucking God, there's a disconnect. Yeah, I was pretty smart. My character was pretty smart. <laughs> the comedy store started Carlin. Not really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, 
Mitzi Shore is great. You know, like people who run rooms, you got to respect them. And uh, whatever the, you hear about them, they're running the room. And so, you know, I've always respected it. Uh, this I don't need to see. I know. I we really don't. YouTube. Now, on the screen is Jewel Denial. So he's calling Jewel at her home. Jewel is a porn star, and it's all about the butt. Uh. So now we have well, you like, know, like uh, yes. Well, we have a funny scene in which there's call waiting and it's his mom. So he's messing up, talking to Jewel and talking to his mom. You know, that's the comedic hook of this. We really don't need it's to see Polly Shore masturbate. <laughs> well, what do you think this movie is? And he's now he's literally jerking off himself. So wait, okay, Mike, you got beef with this movie. Okay, so that was very telling. So I don't have beef. He's I have kissing his own ass is what you mean. This movie's him kissing his own ass. No, but, you feel. no, it's that border. It's that line, and the reason why it's funny is that he can walk the line between, uh, you know, onanism and uh, self-deprecating universal humor. You know <laughs> what? I'm just saying between the onanist and the uh, hubrist, you know, I go with the hubrist all the time. It's plain and simple. But you think he's like an egotist oh, making this film, right? He's uh, he's like a, a, a uh, self-centered, uh, maybe not narcissist. Maybe that's know, too strong. But... but 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 see, that's but that's humor that we grow up with. He's no different than Chris Elliott. His whole humor is about Chris Elliott. You know what I mean? But they do it in a manner that is uh, universal and that like. We can relate to Paulie Shore, even though we don't have uh, well, Justin Schwartz. Well, Chris Elliott, Chris Elliott does make it about Chris Elliott, but he makes it that he's a loser. Like this is about Chris Elliott failing. Paulie's not really okay. Who's this guy? Every I I know his face, but he looks like Joe... Dan Aykroyd. You know, when Dan Aykroyd does cameos as a motorcyclist and bicyclist, or uh, you know. Uh, well, the joke here is, is this guy fell to fell to you know in fame, and now he sells oranges, and they're doing racist stuff. But but who is he? Do you know? No. Let's listen to his voice. Those are good throws. Those are, except for the last one, those are good throws. And I think yeah. one of them hit his best friend, you know, and they probably kept that take. Good. He deserves it. I used to be someone. Now I'm selling oranges. This is in contact with Paulie. Uh -huh. So I do like what he did. I, I do like this movie. I think it walks the line is why I'm bringing it up, but I think he does it. You know, he pulls it off. Or I, I don't know. Some of the claim is I'm watching it is good. I know that he followed up this movie with a film called Adopted, where it was another kind of rip from his own headline story about him trying to adopt a child. And he got upset that uh, Bruno, the, the the Borat movie where he adopts a child, uh, kind of came out around the same time because uh -huh. he took the idea. They feel that, that Bruno took the idea. Hmm. So now he's just like his own 
his own pity is he's like having awful fantasies about, you know, and we're hearing all the people call him a loser and, ah, please. I want to give a shout out to comedy star in the eighties and comedy and porn stars. Uh-huh. You know the stories about like how porn stars would always show up to like comedy store and stuff like that. Like they would just go and they would watch like Dice or they would watch uh, Sam Kinison or what have you. And I just I just love that phenomenon. Yeah. Because you know who goes to comedy clubs? They're not porn stars. No, not porn stars. They're not going to party with the comedians. Now this he's selling his house and who bought it? Carrot top. <laughs> Agro top. He must have played himself in a hundred million things. Well, the reason he's, he's here is tight. because he's like Polly Shore. You know, he had, he was a big deal for a half an hour, for fifteen minutes, and then he crashed. Right, so that's why Polly put him in. Right. He, even Carrot Top's beating me. Did you notice there was a poster for Polly, i.e., the talking? Uh, uh, parrot movie with Jay Moore as the voice of Polly. Oh, really? Was there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, they, run they along to your a... mother's comedy store now. Yeah, there you go. Probably because Missy never booked him. See right there, Polly. Uh, don't you hate driving around Hollywood from Sunset Boulevard with all your stuff, man? Yeah, like you just got fired. Little... L.A. Life. Hashtag L.A. Life. You got your bongos in the backseat and the weird misogynistic uh, bottom half of a woman's torso mannequin. Legs askew. Akimbo. Akimbo. So now, basically, his friend is going to have a meeting with um, Sean Penn. And it's the old, does, is there a part for me? Is there, what are you going to say to him? How are you going to pitch me? So oh, now here we are with Sean Penn. And what's actually happening is Sean is going, who was that guy in that movie Biodome? What was his name? He was with the Baldwin brother. And his friend is not telling him, oh, that was Paulie Shore. He was pretending he doesn't know who he's talking about. Oh, that's great. John Penn talk cinema. We should wake up our, list, our faithful listeners and remind them of the episodes where we actually, it's a, it's a, it's a milestone in our uh, over 200 episode run where we watched Biodome. I had suggested Biodome. Yeah. And Carl got very upset. You could tell even though, that, uh, yeah, I was going to have to yeah. watch Biodome. <laughs> so you said I'm picking the next movie, which is the first time that it's happened. Uh, so it, it was okay. I remember once you were like, "Let's do Koyanostatsky," and I was like, eh, "I don't want. I'm not doing it, Mike. I lo- watch the movie. There's nothing to." T-. And you were like, "All right, I'll get somebody else." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 okay, okay, Koyanostatsky. <laughs> yeah, I'm down." But that was a good movie. A lot happened. It was like sunrises and sunsets, and then there was like P 
people walking, but they were walking like so fast. They looked like ants. It was like almost a metaphor. <laughs> I um, uh, was a lot to talk about because almost every scene, the internet had something to tell me. So in the end, that was a good film. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's remarkable that a film of such beauty uh, that should be seen in the cinema was still chopped up in 10-minute bits on YouTube. Because, you know, back in the day, you couldn't have a video on YouTube that was more than 10 minutes. So right. You had to have your Koya Nasaski posted. You had to do it in part one and two. Now, this is uh, Layla Slotman, and she's an actress of note. And she's playing a prostitute, and she's finding out that all Polly has is like eighty-four bucks. Gotcha. You think Polly Shore's a freak? What do you mean? Well, there's been a lot of sex stuff in this. We saw him jerking oh, off. Oh, a freak a in a sexual way. Uh, probably. Yeah. Right. Heidi Fleiss will be in this film. Well, he already had Charlie Sheen, so probably that was a deal. Polly Sheen. Like a package. Charlie Sheen was just a customer like everybody. Right. Oh, you, yeah, so he's no better than anyone else. I mean, he was just a customer. <laughs> now, there's a reason that like... thing opened up with Charlie Sheen. You know how everyone thinks he's a cuckoo and everything, and this is 2003 when right. that was in its heyday. Look, so he's, he's daring his ass. You don't think this film is like he's literally we're seeing up his own ass. All right, whatever. Oh yeah. Well, Charlie, yeah. What was like Charlie? She had a great like a uh, uh, pop culture meltdown, and he went yes. on tour just yelling tiger blood at people, and and uh, it was at the Masonic Center here in San Francisco, like. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you're big, you headline the punchline, and if you're really big, you do the fucking Mason, you know, the Masonic Center, and he did, and you know, Live Nation fronted it, and from what I heard is that he really had nothing to say, but it didn't matter. <laughs> so can you imagine, like, as a as a bitter comic, uh, you're just like, how come he gets the Masonic Center? Yeah, that sounds like a open micer, uh, National Lampoon open micers. Uh... Put in the script. Yeah. The rival open micer. How does right. he get to book this room? So Wow, look at that, your old stand up set. This is basically now it's Jewel Denial again. And I love Jewel, but it's all about the butt, and I don't know that I want to go there, but nonetheless she does. And this is all like his lowest moment. He can't even jerk off. That's pretty. Oh yeah, there's the box. Remember the box is oversized and. Uh, it's 2003. Yeah. Yeah. God, I wonder if they still cost sixty dollars. You know how remember when VHSs came out, VCRs? Yeah. The VHS tapes retail for a hundred dollars. So let's yeah. say you wanted a, a co then current copy of ET the extraterrestrial. It's so you had to rent it from the store. There's no way you could just physically own it. Like, oh, it's a Kinnison impersonator. It is. It's me in quarantine. Right. It's my hair in quarantine. <laughs> um, a guy, a guy named, um, where is it? 
Timmy Jameson. Timmy Jameson is doing a, a Kinnison impersonation. Now, Kinnison sort of mentored uh, Pauly uh, at the comedy store. So he's telling him, why don't you kill yourself? It's about who you know, brother. I kind of like it. I, I kind of like, like, Kinnison was unique that he would have these, like, he would play guitar, rock guitar. Mm hmm You know, his show was like a rock and roll affair. It was pretty kind of, I don't know. It's it's interesting that he went that way. So, funny he's, been told by I, his, yeah. he's been told by his mentor to kill yourself. By him. Yeah. And he's like, the only Which person who's going to miss me here. is my mother. So he writes a suicide note to his mother. But I couldn't handle the pressures of Hollywood anymore. You did a great job raising me, and it's not your fault. This is heavy shit, man. Yeah, except he's not going to die. He thought he died, but he was just watching Biodome. <laughs> well, actually, his Fox sitcom, if you want to see Paulie Shore die, watch his Fox sitcom. Kurt Loader. Hey, Kurt Loader from MTV News. Not MTV in it. He's seven years old. Seven zero years old. Kurt Loader. Yeah. Wow, Whoopi Goldberg. God, I love Whoopi Goldberg movies, even the ones she does cameos. <laughs> Not sure about Perry from so now that he's dead, you know, everyone's saying yeah. good things about him. Oh, we need Jane's Addiction Frontman has words to say about Pauly Shore. Yeah, he's got layers. Very thorough. And now um, she's saying that she wouldn't have gotten uh, Baywatch if it weren't for Pauly. He taught her how to mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitate and... So anyway, it's basically uh, a montage of people saying good things because uh, Paulie's dead. Now these are all like MTV regulars. So he, I mean, he could have like whoever produced this movie probably said, "Hey, you know, Dr. Dre, since you're here, can you just uh, I don't know." Well, no, they probably asked him. Well, Paulie produced. Oh my God, Matt Penfield. Yeah. He's interviewing Bucky, his biggest fan. Oh, right. There's a Cena man in the background. Do you remember Matt Penfield? I hate when movies put real journalists playing themselves in there. It undercuts their journalistic integrity. To have Matt Penfield from MTV News play Matt Penfield from MTV News, it undercuts, you know, it, it, MTV News should not have their front man pretend to, to get fake news like that. It's, just, right. it's a disgrace. Yeah. You know? There were some movies that uh, got in trouble for that. The movie Contact with Jodie Foster yeah, yeah. had a, a, like, like a CNN clip where it looked like Bill Clinton agreed right. with what was going on. And uh, they, they got to, how can a CNN use, uh, abuse their journalistic integrity? <laughs> he was talking about the asteroid that uh, from Mars that looked like it might have bacteria in it that never got proven. But, uh, right, yeah. Well, they got angry. They said, How can you, you know, you're editing the news to make a to go with the story, you know? Yeah, you're, you're... and Bill Clinton was a star of the film. 
Not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he was. It's in the script. He was talking about life from another planet, and he was... These are all stars. Oh, that's uh, Sugar Ray, right? That's right. And, and that's, I don't know, she's on um, Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, Great. As the police, as the partner of the brother. So basically it's like... Uh, Everyone's broken up about uh, Pauly, and, and it's just getting made fun of. That was a fucking piece of shit. I mean, Jesus Christ, give me a break. Take it back, pal. I'll take one back. Take it back, pal. Take one back, old man. Hey, man, why don't you take you and your little crying-ass kid to the next hole so me and my girl can play some golf up in this motherfucker, right? Come on, man, let's play. Play some golf. Because I'm the winner! Oh, the tributes continue. This yeah, is what's well, going to happen in the open mics when we pass away. They'll have like a tribute where everyone. Uh, now, that's the guy from Jersey. That director. Is that uh, James Island Bob? Yeah, right, no. right. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not the director from Jersey, but he is a Jersey boy. Yeah. I guess he's Jay. Something. Jay. Yeah, it's Jay. Well, every time they go to like the comedy store or any comedy club, I bet it's the, everyone in the audience are comedians. Like, yeah, Paul, I'd love to be in your movie. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, there's a Carl Hotel in San Francisco. We have the greatest cameo ever here. We are about to see Cato Kalin. Oh, great. Going to a different house. And look how he's balded. That's Cato Kalin? Yeah. From the OJ set trial? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What happened to your hair? I lost it. Okay, I did. Wow. It looks great. So again, he's getting a person who's like, you know, on the D-list. Hot for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't hot for a good reason. He didn't have a fame of a, you know, a movie. But still. This is kind of like a, a... This movie's ahead of its time because you, there's a lot of like channels and a lot of product and a lot of content and one variety of it is the genre of like the self-deprecating uh, celebrity playing himself. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it on Pop, the POP, the the network, where I just forgot who it was. It was some kind of famous actor, TV actor. I think it was a DJ, and he would bump into Joey Lawrence playing himself. And Joey has problems, you know, and. They reference his line and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, uh, that Gary Shandling show, Larry right. Sanders, was great at it. You know, that was probably the one and only time that just clicked. I mean, it's great watching it now and seeing, like, you know, the late Gene Siskel and the late Warren Zevon in the same show and, go, and them complaining about, like, Chevy Chase errors, late night talk show stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is dated as well, I guess. You know, this uh, movie was before its time because someday Pauly Shore will die. Uh, <laughs> this, it is ahead of its time. Yes. You think they'll say this? Then this movie, everyone will watch this movie ironically, right? Yeah. Uh, if I ever meet Pauly Shore, I'm telling him that. He has a podcast. Maybe I should call up. Oh, yeah. Pauly Paul, Podly Shore. Oh, that's Pauly Pod. Um,. I don't know. He also hosts his own podcast show. Um, I guess I should have researched that, right? To promote him right uh, now. 
Anybody just go to no, Google and uh, Pauly Shore podcast, you'll find it. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to actually watch his routine so I could start quoting uh, his act. And I said, eh, <laughs> I don't know. Life is precious now. It's just only moments ago. That's so, no regrets. <laughs> Pauly Rhodes. Is that, oh, instead of no regrets? <laughs> no regrets. Well, I've... Uh, there's a welcome to the Miller says that joke where he's like, don't you have any regrets at all? Like this kind of, you know, hipster white guy. This place is in Sunset Boulevard. I've been there. With the, like, the rodeo horse, whatever, mechanical bull. Yeah. This is basically a montage of Paulie loving that the world loves him. It kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. So they know he's dead. Who who is he now? Abraham Lincoln, right? I yeah, he's being Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. YouTube level. Oh, it's Tom Sizemore. And the thing is, it doesn't make sense why the guy hiding undercover would get Pollywood on his stomach and why a famous guy would stop in to say hello and why a photo shoot with sexy girl i i i just don't get it he's living the life you know remember at the end of batman 3 where uh michael Caine says you should go out and i should see you at a restaurant and right. then he goes out he gets yeah it was sucked. and he and then he's at a restaurant he's like going hey oh high times magazine that magazine is in trouble right now. They've been buying dispensaries under the, the name of High Times. Uh-huh. And uh, they're just, I don't know. You know, everything's kind of whack right now. I should mention another pop culture uh, is dead moment for me is L.A. Style. It's the first techno band to ever hit the Billboard Top 100 with their song, James Brown is Dead. Uh-huh. Which was more of a reference to sampling James Brown and, and dance numbers, but... Have you heard the news? James Brown is dead. And then they would play a different kind of techno riff that wasn't a James Brown derivative. And uh, that also spawned songs. Michael Jackson is in heaven now. And uh, Well, what happens yeah, another in one pop like culture? Uh, how did you frame it? Uh, a part of pop culture I don't know. died? Yeah, like part of... Wow, look at that. He even made National uh, Geographic. Well, that, uh, like, kind of a weird, like, pop culture moment where they would say, like, James Brown is dead while James Brown is very much alive. And, oh, and I see what you mean. Song. Yeah. That song like, do you know of any other, like, is dead? That song so was ahead more of its time. Yeah, I know, but no one played it other than me when James Brown did pass. <laughs> oh, so we should run away. The uh, Pauly Shore must die. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, I I even see like, yeah. Now he's being run away, right? The girl's on to him, so uh, he's gonna get outed now. Oh no! Act three. Wow! Look at all those magazines. He's telling. All right. I just want to straighten you out. 
This is yeah. middle act two. You see, what happened was we got to around the 25th minute, and then we saw Paulie Shore is dead. It's the movie poster, you know? You're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. I'm the money. And so right now, it's the beginning of the hero's lowest moment in a movie. It's the beginning of that. It's the part in act two when he's going to break down and uh, it's the hero's lowest moment. It's I'm not describing it very well, but the big movie poster moment of this is a great thing in the movie. It gets thrown into jeopardy and it begins a downward slide. He's going to get caught now. Gotcha. Oh, man. He's going to have to move in out of the Charles. Uh-oh. Polly has a gun. Yeah. Polly's got a gun. <laughs> they got a gun. Oh, man. That's how he directed people. He would hold that gun. <laughs> That's good. That's really a great tool for a director. Yeah. Well, you, you heard, speaking nope. of the Batman movies, that, that that director wouldn't allow anyone to sit during production. Really? And Paulie Shore would carry a gun with him. Well, his publicist denied it. It was a, a Twitter controversy. I could see Paulie going, let's take it again. Paulie, come on. It's been, okay, okay, Paulie. All right, we'll do another take. All right, Paulie. Okay. All right, yeah. Just uh, get back in your director's chair. Go to craft services. Get me a coffee, Polly. That's not my role. Oh, oh, okay, Polly. I get. Okay, getting you two <laughs> sugars, right? Getting you a coffee. Well, I, I think that the cops should get co uh, shot by Polly. Polly, that's what allows. Oh, yeah, all right. Okay, let's set up the squib. Basically, what happened is the cop came to the door to say, this is crazy, but is Polly Shore in there? And he was like, no, no. But he was gesturing his fingers like, yes. Oh, so the cop knows. Cop's going right. to make it to TMZ. There it is. Hello, eonline.com? Ah, I got a scoop. Now, here's another thing that yeah, doesn't make nice. sense about this movie. Why would he get, like, arrested as if he had done a terrible crime? Isn't that a crime to take your own death? Is that a crime to take your own death? It might be a crime, but it isn't a go in, guns a-blazing, cuff the guy, throw him in jail. You know, it's... it's. Well, you want to turn it... Yeah, you want to turn that guy, the guy who, who faked his own death. Well, we'll threaten him. Maybe he'll be so scared that he might die that he'll... Uh... <laughs> He started stand-up at 17. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Well, then he was on... He worked, right? He was on MTV. Yeah. Oh, that was 20... I'm sorry, but director Paul Shore's kind of a freak. He, at 21 years old, he hit MTV, and that began his fame. Yeah. Well, he... Did he was he like a VJ? And then yes. he was just such outrageous. Oh, hey, Brittany. Right, and she's like, oh, who the hell is good. this? And she goes, oh, yeah, he was on MTV before I was born. True. True that. All right, point guns at the suicidal guy who faked his own death. See what I mean? This doesn't make sense in the movie. Yeah. They're brutally taking him out like he committed a violent act. He downed down the short of them. 
Oh no! Now they're gonna find out, and they're gonna be like, "We hate him." Yeah. Yeah, they're making out in front of their kids. Yeah. Really freaky. It's very liberal of them. Well, they live in uh, what doesn't look well. She tells the girl, "Go to your room," and she goes, "Dad, I'm in my room." Quarantining in a studio apartment. Yeah, his mullet looks like there was no party in the back. The party was lame. This guy's name is uh, W. Earl Brown, and I don't know. He's been in movies. He's all right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he did enforce that haircut on him. Uh Uh-oh, here comes Kurt Loder. Now it's about, it was, he faked his death. Sure. Make it up to you. We're going to have Metallica go out and play it all in the back. How can MTV go sink so low to be in this movie? Well, I'm sh- I don't think there was even MTV News. Right. It's 2003, so I'm sure he was, uh, you know, yeah. they called him in. Did you ever see him on The Simpsons? The Simpsons had a flashback episode where Homer and Marge first met, but because right. they were doing it a couple decades into the series, it was a flashback of the 90s. And uh-huh. Homer became a grunge star, and they reported, like, I think it was his death or something, and it was reported by Kurt Loder from MTV uh-huh. News, who ended the broadcast with, and I'm Kurt Loder from the 90s. <laughs> so right now what we've got is everyone <laughs> slamming him now that they found out he faked his death. There's no way you would get Ellen in your movie now. She's too big. And now- yeah, and Chris Rock, maybe. Back. No, Paulie, fuck you. Stay dead. That's the- <laughs> Chris Rock, my man. It's funny. That was it. Oh, yeah, I can't believe. Can you believe that dick? So this is the agent, like, not eating shit. Guess I was wrong. People do want to see him as a victim. That's what he always told me. I should have listened to him. Oh, well. Oops. Next. Showing that he's not going to get hurt by that miscalculation at all. So now here's Paulie in jail. Wow. Oh, no. More Paris Hilton than Celebrity Wing. Right. So there's more cameos coming up, right? Exactly. Is it new celebrities? There's Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, uh, oh, right. Pamela Anderson's ex. Right, right. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Jones. Tommy Lee Jones? Oh. Let me look it up. I got it right here. Tommy Lee. He was in The Fugitive. Who's his bunkmate? Right. That's right. Okay. His name's just Tommy Lee. Uh, Tommy Oh, so it's Tommy Lee no Jones. Tommy Lee Smith. Yeah. Tommy Lee Smith. Now, there's the prostitute he gave $89 to and Heidi Fleiss. With her. Oh, wow. That's nuts. You wouldn't be able to have Heidi Fleiss in your movie now. They'd be like, why do you have like a, uh... you know, I, I think back then it was a Hollywood madam and now it would just be like, you know, uh, I don't know. Did you see her eyes turn like the devil? Yeah, I did. How big is this? Here we have Willis. 
different strokes who got in, who got in trouble as part of the different strokes curse, but he's still very much alive. Todd Bridges. And so, of course, he's the cellmate. And, you know, it's another guy who had a couple minutes of fame and now. Right. So Bucky, so Bridges kinda, he's... Bucky is on his way to yeah. find and kill Pauly Shore. You watch Court TV, the the cable network, and they would have a show like the world's dumbest uh, criminals or the world's dumbest uh, <laughs> tightrope walkers, I've and they would show a video, and they would. <laughs> Todd Bridges is like a regular. He's like oh. a series regular on that show, and that's, those those specials have been on that network for decades. I would say at least at least eight years, right? World's I love shows dumbest. like that, dumbest criminals, and. You know, it's like, oops. Uh It can't pass, like, home video. Like, World's America's Funniest Home Video. Right, this is the next. Yeah, this this is kind of like the soup. Remember the soup on E, where they would show, like, videos? And then, like, it went internet, where it's like, you know, did you check out this video of of this this viral video? So they (laughs) kind of grab all that. But I thought it was a horrible idea. With this gay couple? No, Talk Soup. Uh, it was all of the oh, yeah. talk shows, and they would do a summary, a snippet. And um, there, who, there was some – the guy went on to be a good actor. Uh, he was the host for a while. Greg Kinnear. Greg, yeah, Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. I, I, I was a big fan of the show. He had a good slow burn, you know. He kind of conveyed it well, and then uh, they, the other people ran it. Was Tyler? Uh, yeah, but he uh, was doing, like, I mean, he was. I mean, Bill Murray gave birth to it. He was doing comedy that's very done by people, you know. There was right. nothing risky there. He was, he wasn't doing Bill Murray, but he was doing the people Bill Murray spawned. I sneer at Kinnear. Yeah, right. Different. There was once a very funny thing like, in which uh, t- uh, he had a fight with uh, with Tom Petty. It was backstage. Maybe I'll find. Oh, he's saying that was Larry the Sanders. Right that now. was Larry Sanders. This scene. He's he's saying the N word. Wow. He's given new catchphrases for all he's trying to say on stage. Well, the guy was like, right, hey, so... you're my N-word. And then Pauly Shore okay. had the balls to say it back to him. And they were like, what? What? And so they taught him to say ah at the end, N-word ah. Oh, no. He said they said it with the hard R? He said the hard E-R. Yes, he did. Ooh. Now, this yeah, guy is like it's saying, tough. you are great in your movies. And it was, he's, he's, it was an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, yeah. Little Nicky. Wow, I can't believe, like, he said that word. Yeah. That's 2003. All right, all right, shit. Shut up already. Do you remember that song? Yeah, I remember the fucking song. You don't have to fucking sing it. I thought you were Adam Sandler, man. Yeah, well, I'm not fucking Adam Sandler, man, all right? Now, what's funny about that scene is he shuts down the guy to sing, and then when the guy starts singing again, 
to, he starts singing along to Adam Sandler's song. Th- yeah. This movie. Which, what, was that supposed to be the Hanukkah song? Paulie did a good job in this. It was one of his Hanukkah songs, yeah. Oh, now he's going to get it from Kurt, from uh, Fred of Limp Biscuit. Carson. Carson, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's Carson Daly from MTV's uh, MTV Live. On New Year's Eve, I see him on NBC. See, I used to watch, um, gosh, what's her name? She she had the Trump photo. They fired her from CNN. Now I got to watch Carson Daly on NBC every New Year's Eve, which is okay with me. I mean, it's only one day a year. Kathy Griffin. I, I, You're talking about Kathy, Kathy Griffin. Griffin. I loved her, and they fired yeah. her. So now I got to watch Carson Daly. Yeah. I mean, which is okay one day a year, but I couldn't see myself watching Carson Daly. I mean, that's a bit much. Do you know? Well, there's also Carson City and Daly City. Right. Isn't that weird? That's true. We're talking to Paulie Shaw. Yeah, it makes you think. Oh, I used to love it to be live. It would have all the young kids, like those shows in the 60s in, in the peanut gallery. Look at them. Like, and they're, you know, it's that urban experience. You get that view of New York City, the Times Square, yeah. like that. But it's higher up, right? Or no, it's ground level, isn't it? This, their studio seemed like it was in a high rise, like on, on a particular level. And you could level. Times Square kind of thing. Yeah, and it was live on the East Coast, so there was kind of a thrill of... of uh, of television that way. Gotcha. Everything old is new again. You know, you got to uh, you got to have live television in, in your mix because it becomes an event. Yeah, it becomes uh, now an we get event to watch and you're watching. Shit. You know, there could be a mistake. They can't cut it. To, you know, do a second take. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, fortunately, with the streaming, everyone gets to watch it at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, or I mean, like YouTube and like Twitch type thing. That's true. And this show is essentially live, right? We don't yeah. do it like TV live. <laughs> um, so we watch them jerk off and take a shit, yeah, and die, and what else? Doesn't seem at all. Now he's like, like uh, Willis is laying down words of wisdom. Like you're not learning from your time here, you know. You're, you've got to become a better person. And just can't leave him in jail. That's all. Start. This reminds me of the scene from the movie Todd Bridges is dead, where he's in the prison, and Paul Shore's giving him words of wisdom. Right. Well, I couldn't see that going down, but. So he says, how did you fake your death? Yeah, it was all pretty easy. I told the L.A. coroner's office... What's with the Lucky Strikes? Lucky Strikes cigarettes? Did you see that? I missed it. Yeah, there was the second time, too, that that particular brand... I wonder if you knew what the Lucky Strike was. You think, like, those are, like, cigarettes you smoke when you're, like, you know, wow, dang. They're pretty rough. You get them unfiltered. Yeah. Lucky Strikes. Is that a porn shop? Yeah. This guy has something going on. Oh, hey, Corey Feldman. He's going to be in there selling drugs. Yeah. He's faking his own death, so he's getting the paraphernalia he would need to get dead, like booze and porn and pills. And who's the guy he's... uh... He's a pizza boy. (laughs) 
This would make a good true true Hollywood story. Yeah. So he killed a man. No, he went to the coroner's office. He was pretending that he was researching for a part, and he found he stole the keys. Then he wait till somebody died who has his like body type, and he went and stole them from the coroner's. Yeah. I don't know. I think that kind of fuck you up your vibe in heaven, right? <laughs> hey, by the way, your soul was your body was stolen. And used. I just want to rest in peace. God damn it. too far you know it's, it's also uh i can't understand them during quarantine because we're six feet apart it's just a bridge too far right if it was five feet and his last name was bridge and not bridges oh my god is this chuck scarborough so now we have comment it isn't now we have commentary like He's basically just slamming Polly, you know. Yeah. Now, the internet wants to tell Polly. me that the TV's not plugged in, but I think it's plugged in under. I think the internet's wrong. Well, let's take a look when it shoots back. See, it's not plugged well, there's in. Well, the... Uh, right. Maybe it's plugged in elsewhere? Yes, because I see a... A, a wire going down towards the ground. Well, I don't understand. There's an outlet for the prison TV right on the wall by the prison TV wall. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the yeah. on the TV prison wall. I don't know why I wouldn't uh... plug it right in. Wow, Jerry Springer. That's gotta hurt. Oh, there's Sally Jesse Raphael. Got all the. Oh, she's doing the weave. She's saying, enjoy jail, buddy. Everyone's just being a jerk. My God, this movie is like 70% cameos. Celebrities. I got a list here. Now, here's Bucky, his number one fan. And uh, what he's trying to do is get himself arrested. So he's in the slammer with uh, Pauly. And what's funny about this Pretty scene good. is he mistakenly thinks the guy's Mexican. <laughs> He's like, call El Capos on El Telefono. Oh, my God, there's a TV guy that they had to blur out the title. Yeah. Right. He's a TV guy's blurred out. That's back when we had TV guys. No. There you go. Look at his face. Right? He's like, this guy thinks yeah. I'm Spanish. I speak Spanish. Oh my God. God, I want to eat all those snacks. <laughs> That's what quarantine will do to you. <laughs> I tell you. Now, Kinnison goes. Oh, he got top funk? Out of prison? Kinnison shows up and oh no, not yet, not yet. This is a failed suicide attempt. And then Kinnison will show up and give him the talk. Sort of like, uh, You've got to become an actor, okay? You gotta be the real you, not this <laughs> weasel. You know? And he goes, That weasel, you just right. hide behind it. And then 
and then Polly goes, you mean like your scream? And Kinnison's like, uh, uh, yeah, like my scream. It's a good That's scene. so weird. Now he's, I've seen him jerk off and I've seen him hang himself. By the way, two, two, two separate scenes. <laughs> yeah. That's not always the case. Yeah. Maybe. 